Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to episode 89 of the Women's Running Podcast. I'm Esther, your host, and in this episode, Holly and I are talking about how doing this podcast is our therapy. Sorry about that. We also talk about how incredibly awful netball is, and that old thank you, Marshall email rears its head again. We are firmly in two minds here. Then I get the chance to thoroughly debrief the trail run at the weekend that allows me to officially describe myself as an ultra runner. This was the Bath Beat, a local circular walk that you can run, and one where you can take on different distances from 12 miles up. I took the 26 miler and ended up run walking 26.8 miles. And that is officially more than a marathon. So there. Anyway, it was ace. Find out more about my first ever Just About Ultra and the best way to start doing this too. We also talk about the Vitality 10K, which is coming up next. More of that on the next podcast, which I'll be running with the rest of the Celebrate You crowd. That neatly segues into our next podcast, happily enough, because next week we have some very special guests, the wonderful scummy mummies, who are not only funny, but they're also runners. This episode is sponsored by Lucy Lockett Loves. Fall in love with their amazing activewear, snuggly hoodies and jumpers, funky dungarees and so much more. Whether you're running marathons, going to the movies or playing in the park with the little ones, Lucy Lockett Loves has something for everyone. Check out their full range at locketloves.com and for a whopping 20% off, you can use the code RUN20 at the checkout. Hello! Hello! Quick sip of my tea and let's yeah. begin. Do you know what? I've just had an email, um, which mentions you, Hall, actually, um, from uh, a lovely listener. And she was Aww. like, she said, say hello to Holly. She's really funny. And I was like, that's really nice. What about me? Oh, I don't think I'm very funny. I think you're very funny. Thanks. I think we're both very funny. And that's 
to be Am honest, funny we need to cling on to it because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> certainly I feel like it's all I've got going for me. <laughs> Weird, oh, well, funny. thank you very much, lovely listener. It's uh, a result of childhood trauma. Um, yeah. I'm joking. It's not. It's not. Well, no, she, yeah, she laughs through the tears. We laugh yeah. through the tears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't well, actually cried on this podcast yet, have you? I don't think. I can't remember. Please yeah. let us know, anybody yeah. listening, if we have cried. I don't think. Even when so- we were having, when we were talking about sort of various COVID related mental breakdowns, I don't think we've, we've cried. I don't think we've actually cried. Wow. No. That's something to look forward to, isn't it? No, I think it's because joking about childhood trauma, I think mm. that, I think that if this is our, this is kind of our safe space. Like any yeah. of the, the reason that I've, I always tried desperately hard to be funny and probably a lot of times in my life was incredibly unfunny was because <laughs> of always being the person picked last for whatever. Mm-hmm. And in this little community, we're kind of all the person who was picked last and, and yeah. now we're having our slight renaissance as athletes. We are. <laughs> We are. It's like, um, and so I don't feel the need to cry because we're all exactly. It's yeah. it's it's the meek inheriting the earth all over the it, bloody it place. It really isn't it? is. It's the lamb <laughs> lying down with more la- more lambs. Meek, meek lambs. Meek, but, meek like, lambs. <laughs> <laughs> the meek lamb podcast. I think oh, that's dear. probably the way forward, isn't it? <laughs> We do attract. I think that so far, all of the emails that we have make me wee my pants. Mm. So I do, I do love our little. I don't, I don't let Esther and I take credit for being the only funny ones. I think that our listeners are very funny. They are very funny, and I, yeah. I like the fact that they, because we were talking to um, friends of ours um, who work in the same company as us, who also do a podcast. Um, well, they do the Simply Vegan podcast, so good for them. And it's it's mm-hmm. rather marvellous. Oh, yes. do listen. Uh, do listen. Um, and we were talking to them, and uh, we know that some of their listeners are not massively fond of uh, being sweary Marys. So no. they, they don't do that so often. But um, but it turns out, you guys, you're fine with it. So. Oh, we did have a bit of a moment where we were like, our audience are killer. Because <laughs> yeah. all the stuff that we think is so funny, you guys also find funny. Or get really wild up about. I've loved some of the conversations yeah. that it sparked. Some of the, we're continuing with with ongoing beef in our emails around yeah. whether you say thank you, Marshall. I love the fact that we're all people who like to debate this stuff. So yeah, and important I- stuff. Yeah, it is. And when I when I first put it up a few weeks back, I can't believe how worried I was. I, I was I was really really concerned that I would get this huge backlash because I said I was this huge dog hater. But mm. actually, everyone's been fine. Yeah, <laughs> they hate dogs too. They do. They <laughs> <Yay>! do. <laughs> Just adjusting my headphones because they're really weird. But um, we have had some conflicting views on. Um, whether or not, whether or not to say thank you, Marshall, and oh, we have. In fact, whether if you don't say thank you, Marshall, you are the asshole. You, you are you the asshole. You could be, according yeah. to an email that I got the other day, that did really make me think. So, well, this is this yeah. is why I go half and half. I can't quite do thank you, Marshall, just because I I lack the confidence and the happiness, generally speaking. Uh, that that kind of project that kind of thank you, Marshall thing. I just can't do it. I just can't do it. Mm. So, but I will nod. Um, sometimes I manage to smile and sometimes I might even say thanks, but that's about it. That's, that's yeah. as far as I can go. I think it is usually I am 
I'm in the camp always of being Mrs. Kino. Um, I, she I is, think, yeah. Yeah, I do think people find it embarrassing. <laughs> Actually, I'm talking about this when we went to Berlin together. That yes. Is it slightly embarrassing being with someone who constantly always wants to go, oh, thank you so very much. Hello to every stranger that you meet. Um, which you would make, you would think would, would make me the, I mean, the perfect prime candidate for a thank you, Marshalla. Yes. But I, I, I think it's, the reason that I don't fall in that camp is because I, I, I'm, I'm not very fit and I don't really want to draw attention to myself or speak. <laughs> so I'm just, I stay quiet both literally and metaphorically in this debate because yeah, it is interesting because it is location specific with you, isn't it? It is. Because I love I was, saying hello to people, but I you can't, do. I can't really chat up the marshals at Parkrun because I feel too embarrassed about my, um, my, my lungs. You've got like hello collapsed. imposter syndrome. It's really peculiar because <laughs> like like when we were in Berlin, I was thinking about this because like because you you just you charged ahead and talked to absolutely everybody, and it meant that I could sit back and sit in my comfy place of not talking to anybody at all apart from we were, you. We were very good travel buddies, I thought. Yeah, I didn't we even I didn't well. have to say Danka once. You did it all for me. You would. Oh, just... I think I said Danka a few times, and they replied going, "No worries." <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> you're like, Danka <laughs> or Danka, and they did not. No, they didn't. I fooled nobody. <laughs> well, I didn't even try. I don't think because, like you, like in in a very happy way, de-skilled me. I was able to just like sit back and and I and, mean, yeah, sink into my introverted self. It's lush. If we're talking about de-skilling. I didn't even run. <laughs> <laughs> But you don't have to talk when you run. It's like, mm. this, it, I think it's one of the best sports for people that are a bit like me, that are a bit, that would, would always be picked last perhaps or, or, you know, whatever, but doesn't want to be kind of like goal attack in netball mm. and, and, and doesn't have to play team sports and yeah. you don't have to talk. You don't have to, you don't have to think, oh, where's the I in team? You just think, no, it is. It's just I. It's just it's me. It's just I. <laughs> Yeah, I quite yeah. like that too. I think for a different reason. I think um, that I enjoyed team sports a lot when I played team sports. No, that's complete bollocks. I didn't enjoy them at all. <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed the concept of team sports because I do like the idea of being in a team with people. I, I do thrive off that, but I I really didn't. In, I really don't like letting people down and I was never going to be a very good exactly. netball player. And so... I would rather have been, by the way, because I, I feel like this does tell you a lot about someone. What was yeah. your netball position? What was on your bib? Bloody goal defence, wasn't I? I was always goal defence. Oh, I always I wanted goal to be defense. goal defence. Because <laughs> you were tall. I was tall. Yeah, but I you were tall move. and sporty because they would have just stuck you no. goalkeeper. It's no offence for any goalkeeps, but oh, they the would difference. have maybe just stuck you goalkeeper and just you standing there in front of the net with your long body. I thought body. that's what I did do. I think if you're a goal defence, you did a bit more running about. Uh, I can't remember running. What what, did, what were you then? I was, um, I, I flip-flopped between wing attack and centre and wing defence. I was kind of in the middle. That sounds really sporty to me. I know, which is hilarious, isn't it? I think maybe, maybe, I, maybe I must have been like centre, but for like the 
the thirds or fourths or something because oh, no. Th- yeah. no chance was I going to be the best in my year at netball so I don't know what was going I on there. I absolutely hated it. I still hate I was asked to join a grown-up netball team about six months ago and I didn't even respond. I was just like, how how dare you? <laughs> the, the memories that come back. It wasn't even just the fact that I hate the game. I think the game is I mean, ridiculous. it is. Oh, it's, you can't, you move. can't move. You can't move. <laughs> Who the mean, hell invented that? This is a stupid game. It's, it's like a game that was invented for ladies that wanted to wear long skirts. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's yeah, I'm near- with you, actually. Please let us know if you play netball and you think it's a it's you love it and you find it empowering. But I do agree that it's strange that boys played basketball yeah. where they ran around and they were allowed to move with the fun. ball, yeah. and we but had to stand still and, and politely pivot. We had to pivot. <laughs> Absolute balls! It was just yeah, that's bollocks. Rubbish! Isn't it? Absolutely rubbish! I hated it, and we had to play. The only time I remember playing it was outside on a pitch. And I was in a mixed comp and it would be overlooked by all the all the boys. Yeah. As we played in our tiny short shorts. It was just, it, it was awful. Yeah, a lot of that. I also remember that, just remembered this. Why did they do this? So the boys wouldn't learn netball. It was like the girl, same, same thing I'm guessing, where it was like the girls learned netball and the boys did something else. Yeah. And then sometimes in PE, if they weren't sure what to do with us, they would get the boys and girls to play netball against each other. Yeah. And the boys always won. And I really don't <sighs> like that. It really annoyed me. I felt like it was very undermining yeah. that they would they would put, pit us against each other. And we were expected to be good because we played all the time. Yeah. But to be honest, yeah, it's a silly sport where you're just standing around and pivoting all the time. Ridiculous. And then these boys who would play basketball, which obviously you've had to run around bouncing the ball, and I guess there's more, you yeah. know, you, you're you're kind of a bit a, a bit more practiced with with that speed. I'm trying to make excuses. The boys I always beat us, and it made me annoyed. That was the gist. Yeah, and I well, I just I, I don't understand. That. I don't Why understand do the, the bigger skills that netball teaches you. I don't know if it does at all. I think they should have taught us darts or like, Ooh, you know, yeah. Holly chess the power or Taylor. archery or, yeah, you know, <laughs> just something something with some wider help later on in life. Like if you want to yeah. throw a dart at someone's face, if they're like a netball player. Or I mean, you actually, play, I've, I've played darts more recently than I've played netball, to be honest. There you go. Do you ever they come up a netball court in the pub? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> pool, shove eight knee, darts, all the all the games and that you need. Of course, running. And of course, running. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> how, how many minutes are we in now before we've mentioned running? Oh God! Oh, know. so it's did you see? Uh, we had a lovely email the other day from somebody saying, uh, "Like fuck the haters," essentially, <laughs> and that they love that we don't stop talking about running for twenty minutes. And oh, yes, it was I all I needed that, yeah. to hear. It was all I needed to hear. Thank <laughs> you. All the encouragement we need to just talk yeah. about. Was that one of the, was that a, a patron who said that? Because in which case, we sh- I'm sure we should mention who it was. But we I, should I mention. Can't them. remember. We we'll should look, mention. We'll look that up. We will, we will, yeah. we will. Um, um, I wanted to ask you, is it yes. time for me to ask you? I did yes, ask Esther this earlier and she was like, we haven't started the podcast yet. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me, yes. Esther Newman, yes, how me. you became an ultra runner. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've had, yeah, it's really cool, isn't it? Um, yeah, well, by mistake is the answer to that one. 
Um, uh, yeah. So I did the Bath Beat this weekend, mm-hmm. um, which is um, something that I did about three years ago. Um, and it is, I'm, I might be wrong here, but I think, so it, it, it was launched about 25 years ago and it's called the Bath Beat because it was launched by a copper and it was mm-hmm. um, a walk. And it was a walk of different distances, roughly the same sort of circuit, but you joined at different different parts. And you can do 12, 17, 21, 26 miles. Um, and it's now, um, I think it's now owned by a school in the area and all the funds go to that school. Um, it's incredibly cheap to do, it's 15 quid. So mm-hmm. bearing in mind like a half marathon, which shall remain nameless, is probably about £45. Pounds. Um, I think 15 quid is um, an absolute bargain yeah, for what you considering get, considering the, the distance you cover. And from what you've said before, w- w- were there flapjacks aplenty again? Oh, my God. I, right. Keep the flapjacks yourself just for a sec because... Okay, are oh they coming God. in the story? Oh, my God. If you like this podcast, you will love Women's Running Magazine. Right now, you can read each issue every month right on your phone for just two ninety nine a month. That gives you instant access no matter where you are, and you can read all our back issues too. All for just 2 99 We're practically giving it away. Use the following very long code at the checkout for this brilliant offer. WRSPR22POD. So, um, yeah, it was just, it was lovely. So there was, uh, me and my friend Laura, we decided to do it together. She's training for a proper ultra. She's training for... Um, one of the, I forget which one now, I think it's, it's either race to the stones or race to the tower, um, in the summer where she's going to be doing mm-hmm. 50 miles in one go. Um, so good for her. Um, and she wanted to do a longer distance and we both decided to do this. Um, and it was just absolutely lovely. So we, we chose the 26, um, and, and the reason why I'm now an ultra runner is that it ended up being 26.8 miles um mm-hmm. and i've always been told that anything over 26.2 means that you're an ultra runner you're so ultra i'm runner. claiming that i'm claiming that mm-hmm. um and it was just it, it was just absolutely lovely so um i do remember a friend who, who first introduced me to this um three years ago and i remember her saying that um it's worth so i'm just going to say this right from the start it is worth having a look at the long distance walking association's page for what they do along so if you're searching for a a, a nice run or a nice trail run mm. or an entry level trail run or a entry level ultra even have a look at their page because there are walks that you can run yeah this and, is how i was um I, I remember I interviewed someone a while ago for a story on the website, a woman called Sean, um, mm. who was a cancer survivor. And she was saying, I was asking her about how she got into ultra because I've always just thought, how do you, how do you do that? Cause it, it feels obvious to me how you might sign up for a half or yeah. like, you know, that you have a local one or you start getting into running and that feels like your logical kind of like, you know next step but I always think with ultras how on earth do you start doing that and she said exactly that she was like well her and her husband started just doing these long distance walk association routes yeah and then they started to notice that some people were wearing trail shoes and trainers rather than wearing walking boots yeah and that they were kind of jogging down the hills um and so she thought, oh, maybe I'll give that a go and I'll wear my trainers next time and started just running down the hills and then walking the rest of the route kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then took off from there and is a massive ultra runner now, loves it. It's, it's exactly that. You can see you can see how that happens. And you can also mm. see, because if, you, if you're 
if you're running something that kind of at least 50% of the people there are walking, there is no competition. Like I know ultra running, there isn't generally competition anyway, because it's just about finishing the thing. It's not about the time that you do it in. But there is really no competition. And because in this particular instance, people are doing 12, 17, 21, 26, there were people doing the 12 with dogs, you know, and Mm. um, not running, walking. And uh, there was a friend of mine that was doing it, walking with their dad, Um, you know, people walking with you. It's all different ages. Um, And it's just, it's it's very, it feels very community spirited um, and just feels like a lovely, like a lovely day out. Yeah. And that's, that's what it was. That's what it Aww. was for for me and Laura. It was just we kind of it was a bit of an early Shirley start on a Saturday, but that was fine. Um, what time are we talking? Uh, she picked me up at seven, <laughs> so no booze the night before. But that's probably a good no. thing. Yeah, that's um, probably so. And that was fine. And then we just drove to the other side of Bath, and you sort of you register, and then you're off. So it was it it was quite hilly. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we certainly didn't walk the up bits, but we did most of the running, I'd say. Um, and there were kind of, I think, six checkpoints and a couple of them were unmanned, but most of them were manned and they were amazing. I think the first one we came to was um, a sort of heart, was was manned and it was mm. a little trestle table and it had a little plate of bourbon biscuits. Oh. And I turned around to Laura after that and I went, that wasn't really what I was expecting. But the next one oh my god like the next one was like this kind of victorian table laden oh with everything that you could just <laughs> it was ridiculous it was creaking with cake and flapjack and but oh that's so that lovely point, do local people make these and donate them or something yeah so it's it's Aww. all because it's, it's a really small little group of people and and uh, and now it's all tied up with the school so i think people from the school were making cakes and things like that and um just people that are affiliated to it um and it was yeah loads and loads of homemade goodies and um and by that stage i think we'd done about we've probably done about eight miles or something or 12 miles or something and um and it, it, the thing that we really really wanted they had um white bread ham sandwiches and we were Ooh. like, because the salt of it and the, you know, the, so that was just like the nicest ham sandwich I've ever eaten and yeah. a couple of opal fruits. So, and then, and the next one, it was like they got progressively bigger. So like four, four miles later, there was one which was in a, like a little town hall and they were offering tea and coffee, glasses of squash. This is just, the thing with ultras, isn't it? I think almost I would, maybe my dream race is run for a good few miles maybe have a little bit of a walk a bit more of a run roast carry on yes. <laughs> i think we should normalize that eat Norm- proper food yeah. halfway through because on a, in an ultra you can and it's a bit more expected that you actually yeah. have some proper sustenance but if you're running like you know at least a marathon distance like you could be running for four five six hours yeah. and you know, you should have a ham sandwich. Yeah, it it did normalize it. It totally normalizes it. It totally normalized the kind of the standing around and chatting, or even like we we met a couple while we were running mm. called I think Caroline and Barry, 
um, which I just think is just a marvellous couple of names. And yeah, it, I, enjoy, I quite like that. For some reason, I nearly laughed and I thought, that's, I can't laugh at that, but it, it did Caroline, make me smile. Yeah. Well, we certainly can't laugh at Caroline Barry because they were massive ultra runners, like huge. They, they seem okay. to be doing it every So Caroline and Barry are laughing at us, really. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, we, I, and, but we, we kind of the nature of this sort of thing is that you sort of bump into people or that I think they caught up with us. No, we, we kind of, we overtook them. Then they overtook us. Then we overtook them. Then they overtook us. You know, it's one of those, but for a, for like a good me kind versus of man in an elephant costume. At <laughs> that's, that's, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> me and that Duracell battery when I was doing yeah. the portion 10K. Yeah. Um, but, but it was much nicer than doing a 10K because, because we were walk running. And they were very, very practiced in their walk run. You could tell they got it down to a real fine art. Mm. But we just we stopped and talked about Ukraine for three miles, and you know, and and Mm -hmm. we ran with them. We walked them. We we kind of checked our GPS with them, and you know, stuff like that. So so lovely. Sort of with them for this kind of quite a big chunk of time. But then we we went our separate ways. I think we had more sandwiches than they did, or something. And Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and but the whole thing it was it was lovely. So I. Uh, I got a personal worst marathon time. I love um, that. A personal worst by a good two hours. So that's pretty cool, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I love that because that means that you had a great time eating flapjacks and taking in, looking up from your knees, as my dad would say. Oh God, yeah. And yeah. the things we saw, this, oh my God, it was just beautiful, beautiful scenery. But my quads did not stop hurting until yesterday. So it took me... Well, till this morning, really. So, so it's a good like two and a half days of, yeah. of recovery. No matter how much magnesium salt I just chucked a in lot the bath. of time on your feet. Don't tell yeah. me in terms of being remotely competitive with it. But mm. what's the kind of ballpark for finishing time for something like that, where it's super hilly and you are going to have to walk some of it? Oh, they did send us the stats. Um, so uh, this is very, very vague because I don't have it in front of me. But um, I would say there was probably about. Um, so there's about three, 250 or, or 300 people doing it in total, including mm. the twice. So, oh, let me try and look it up, actually. Can you talk amongst yourselves? Yeah. Um, so uh, what should what I did... talk about? Well, I could, tell, I could tell people about my running in the meantime. Oh, yes. yes, talk oh, about your but running. I mean, since, so Esther's run two, 26.8 miles over the weekend. Uh, I think I ran... In fact, I can tell you I ran 3.1 because I did a 5K. Um, <laughs> so it's not quite comparable. But I have been feeling good because obviously since Berlin, I've not really done a huge amount of running. In fact, I think that 5K might be the longest that I've run since. I've been a bit nervous about my foot. Mainly been going to spinning classes because I feel a bit more confident with that because my foot's strapped in one place. Um, but to be honest, it doesn't seem to make too much of a difference in terms of impact, I thought that it would massively, yeah. but it was a little bit sore after doing 5k, but it's equally been a little bit sore after walking around town for a day. So I think it's a bit more time spent on my feet than specifically an issue with running at the moment, which I think That's is a good, good sign. That is a good and sign. And I'm carrying on tootling along. I haven't really got anything in the diary at the moment, which is making it difficult to kind of, like, I've just kind of been running sort of once a week or so, because I haven't really got a thing a training plan at the moment because everything fell out from under our feet um but I was going to talk about this I don't know whether we talk about this on a separate podcast we're going to talk about this now Mm. that I've been looking at the conqueror events we've spoken about them on the podcast before we have yeah and 
I would quite like to do um, the Athens Marathon. <gasps> and when I say this, it is over a period of, I mean, I haven't actually checked. I don't know whether there is a cutoff time, but it's over a, a long, you know, it's not like you need to do it in one sitting. Yeah. But the the medal that you get is like a huge, massive thing with sort of, uh, you know, what, you know, the sort of leaves that Roman emperors wear on their heads. Oh, laurel. Yeah. Yeah, a lot with a sort of laurel on it. And it says, it says, I think it might say Athens virtual in tiny letters, marathon, big, <laughs> big marathon. So I've decided that I'm going to do that so that I can have a medal up yeah. that says marathon. Nice. Um, and maybe I'll try and do it in like four sittings or something. So um, if I do like four 10Ks or something. <gasps> four ten- oh, that's quite a lot. That is actually quite a lot, isn't it? Maybe I'll eat my words there. Maybe I'll do it in, in, in and break it down into a few more things. But that's yeah. what I'm doing. It's not quite as exciting because it's not a big, not a big race. But it I is a really exciting virtual event. I don't know yeah. whether anybody's checked out their stuff, but they have. Oh my goodness, you could do anything. Esther and I yeah. were looking at whether we did this Lord of the Rings one together. Oh gosh, yeah, <laughs> which we could still do, but I think you need. I think we might. Maybe we do it as a community. Yeah, I wonder if that would be possible if we could all do it together because I think you have to cover a total of about 2,500 miles. Oh my <laughs> it's God. Like, there's no way Esther and I can do that together. Yeah, that's a tough so I think we would need to have a, a big group of us, but check them out, have a look at their stuff because the medals alone, I mean, yeah, they are absolutely stunning. They're aren't they? insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so excited about it. So that's what I'm thinking about doing next. Lovely. That's and cool. that was me talking, that was me filling the silence. Esther you have filled the silence. Tell I us. can now. Yeah, I can yeah. finish you with stats. So, um, of this particular one, bearing in mind that not everyone's running it. Um, so there were about um, no, there were more. There were more people doing the the twenty six route than than I gave it credit for. So there were sort of uh, fifty. Did you choose 60, a sort 70, of a half 80, or a full? 90, is the idea. 100. So there's about one hundred and twenty people doing it. Um, yeah, nice. you choose to do the 26 mile, the 21 mile, the 17 or the 12 mile. Okay. So there are four different routes. So of those 120 people-ish, um, 32 people finished between six and seven hours, which is what I did. Um, but nice. 24 people finished between seven and eight. 25 people finished between eight and nine. 25 people finished between nine and 10. Oh, that's lovely. So there are people who are, ju- who are walking yep. or who are just super slowly plodding. Oh, four I'm, people I'm did in between to... zero and, oh no, b- between four and five hours. So I think the quickest one was just over four hours, which is bonkers. That is a bit bonkers. bonkers. That's about to be really horrible. And actually, no, why? I'm jealous. That's yeah, why it's I'm going jealous. to be horrible. I'm jealous too. That's amazing. What an achievement. I was yeah, like, I mean, I couldn't ugh. run a flat marathon. This, I mean, no. to put it in perspective, it was 3,000 feet of elevation. So it was, yeah. which doesn't, which is quite difficult to comprehend until I spoke to my friend Laura, who I was doing it with. And she, uh, she was doing, she did an ultra last year, um, which was another race to the something. It was one of those threshold um ultras mm. um, but it was a two-day one and i think it was 25 miles each day ish or 30 <laughs> miles each day um and she it was that elevation for the whole lot oh so my it God. was and so to have that elevation for just for, for half 
that distance basically um because it was just and it ends this the bath beat ends going up about a bazillion stairs so just when your feet and your legs are just caving in you have to climb up all these stairs it was where it are was, the stairs um it's in it's Coombe Down. Um, they're kind of it comes up to when well, I say Coombe Down, it's sort of coming up to Monkton Coombe School. Okay, um, they're hidden and treacherous and pretty awful. So yeah. um, I think everyone was talking about those when we got back. I so, did see some comments on your Instagram about the stairs. Oh my god, the stairs! Yeah, oh my god, the stairs. Tell you what, we were also overtaken by a woman called Jenny, um, who's in her eighties. Amazing. She apparently she's done like more than 300 ultras. I'm going to have to look her up because she was, (laughs) what was good about her was she knew the way way around. She'd done it ever since it started. Mm -hmm. So, and we were just, we were, we were just, we were at a fork in the road going, I don't know if it's there or there. And she went this way. And she just sailed ahead of us. We're like, oh. (laughs) And we were sort of joking that maybe she was actually 25 and she just looked really bad, but no, it turns out she's in her 80s. Oh, I need to get my act together. I need to get my act together. Jenny is, I mean, we're we're not even hot on Jenny's heels. (laughs) We are not. We're so not. We're so not. Oh, Um, okay. I'm going to try and be more Jenny. Next time I can't be asked to go for a run, I'm going to think about Jenny. And I'm going to think about the fact that I am supposed to have a young and sprightly body. Not really (laughs) at all. But that if Jenny can, can do it, then I can be asked to get out of bed yeah and, and I must I came back and like Laura my friend was saying see you can do an ultra you should sign up for an ultra and I was like no 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 and I woke up the next morning and I started googling ultras did you <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean I have to admit I haven't even I didn't even make it to the start line of the half we were supposed to do but like uh, hearing you talk about that I am quite tempted to sign up for next year I think if I know as well that it's like there's no expectation to run the whole thing no. it's not it doesn't that, that doesn't feel like a marathon to me no, spoke, that speak feels to Sophie like, Power about it you you are not supposed to run the whole thing no you, know, you, you have to walk it and it's such and I think that you know ultras are just and I'm talking as if I've run an ultra I haven't you have I've, I have you technically have okay yeah but I'm, this is i haven't i'm i'm talking as if i'm like this wise woman that's just returned from the marathon de sabla to say yeah, okay oh, ultra ultra marathons are accessible for everyone um yeah <laughs> but that sort of thing the thing i just did is accessible for everybody it's just yeah uh, yeah it's lovely it's such a uh, and it's so welcoming and there's so much food it was just oh, oh it was awesome absolutely awesome so yay oh, for that. yeah yeah that yeah. sounds great and my next run is much smaller. I'm doing the Vitality 10K on Monday. I know. I'm actually quite jealous. I'm excited for you. Yeah, I'm really. I'm looking forward to catching up with everyone because mm-hmm. um, I'm going to be meeting up again with all the people that I met for the first time. I think it was like March the second, 2020, um, in London. It's my last ever trip to London before the pandemic, and we weren't quite sure it was going to take off. And I remember sitting on a tube, and there was a bloke there wearing an gas mask in front of me and I was like uh yeah this was back in the days we weren't quite sure what was going on people were wearing sort of um you know water cooler bottles on their heads and things it it was very peculiar but it was two weeks before we went into lockdown essentially but anyway so I met up with the Vitality 10k guys and and a lot of us were going to be doing the marathon in April back then as well sort of two years ago so that was like Bryony Gordon and Emma Campbell and Deb James and uh, Sharifa, uh, all these kind of, you know, really nice women. 
um so i met up with them mm-hmm. there um and and hopefully be meeting up with them again on monday because there's this kind of celebrate you wave i think historically this has been the wave at which uh Bryony gordon and her pals have run wearing their pants yeah are you going uh, to be I'm, donning your pants? I'm definitely wearing pants, but I'm going to be wearing quite a lot of things over the top of them. So, <laughs> they're in spirit. Not you know. exclusively pants. <laughs> Not exclusively no. pants. I mean, have you ever seen me go running in anything other than what looks like a wetsuit i mean no absolutely i mean not. i shouldn't be and i need to work on this with my therapist and myself but mm. i'm even nervous about wearing a swimming costume in a place where Other everybody people. is supposed to be wearing swimming costumes this summer yeah. so i mean very very brave How do we i'd get love over that? to i'd love to be i'd love to be able to to run in my pants maybe one day i'll get there i, I won't even wear shorts so the chances of me wearing pants no. is kind of yeah I look so stupid in shorts. I look stupid in shorts. I've got the knees of a six-year-old. I'm, there's, I'm just not going to do it to, I've to got me or anyone else. thighs of a sort of weightlifter. <laughs> That's good, right? No, that does sound good. No, the thighs <laughs> of a... Uh, oh, I don't know. Huge tree trunk thighs. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. But I also am with you. I didn't really realise until recently because I was wearing some cycling shorts the other day to the gym. Mm. And I looked in a shop window and I was like, oh, God. And I realized my insecurity is not actually my thunder thighs. It is also my knees. I've got really, I don't like my knees. And I'd never really identified that as the core issue. But yeah, I don't like my knees either. I don't know. I wouldn't really voluntarily get my knees out. I absolutely hate my knees. Do you know who's got lovely knees? Who? Jenny Faulkner. She has got lovely knees. I I'm do just look got... at people's knees. Yeah, <laughs> I look at people's <laughs> knees. <laughs> I always do. It's, uh, it's kind of wish fulfillment. I'm always like, if yeah. I could go to a plastic surgeon and wish for a part of my body to be different, I would you'd, say, you'd can I please have... Jenny Faulkner's knees. I would, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can think of somebody in my school whose knees I would, I would have as well. I used to oh. always look at her knees and go, oh such nice, nice sort of chiseled square the chiseled knees, knees. yeah yeah rather and people than with good knees of... they don't understand that they've got good knees or, and they certainly don't understand that you think that you've got bad knees they don't know that no they're just they're just unaware of good kneeness i think yeah my yeah. knees look like well if i if i sort of tense them up i honestly swear to god i, I might be able to i post a picture of it or something <laughs> on instagram my knees look like little barn owls <laughs> they've got little faces that I swear to god they look like barn owls I always think it that's gonna have to go on Instagram put it on Instagram I'll put a picture of my knee and then I'll I'll superimpose it next to a barn owl yeah I'll get Doug to do it for me yeah I well yeah I I don't know I I don't look closely enough at mine to to work out what animal my knees look like but Mm -hmm. I, I definitely I definitely remember saying to a friend oh I've got chubby knees and she said no you can't have chubby knees look at you and then in our swimming costumes later on that day she said oh yeah they look like six-year-old's knees <gasps> and she was she's really knees. lovely she's a really nice woman <laughs> but, oh. but ever since I was like yeah are they, yeah, are, they, they are. are they protruding no. why are we talking about knees <laughs> I don't know I don't know oh well it's because I'm glad I won't we both pants. share that but also yeah. we should we should you know banish those thoughts because as you said who's yeah. actually these are specific things that we've noticed about our knees but who's actually 
looking from across the room and going, God, I've never seen such awful knees. Me, I am. I'm doing it. But not (laughs) at other people. Might be. Are you? You're looking at my knees and thinking they like barbells. No, I, no, I don't. I look. I just. I look at people's. I look at like Jenny Faulkner's knees and. and yeah, just you're have, looking at nice knees. I'm looking at lovely knees. Yeah, you're yeah. not looking at nasty <laughs> knees. No one cares if you've got nasty knees. We've launched ourselves onto Patreon as we need your help to keep going. Please support us at patreon.com forward slash women's running with whatever you can, and you'll get some lovely patron only perks. You can support us from as little as £2 a month. And every patron helps us continue to produce a podcast that has at least 10% running content in it every episode. We need knee neutrality. I know, we do. I'm, yeah. I'm literally, my, I might talk to my, to my therapist about this. Accept our knees. Yeah, how can I get a bit better at, at accepting my knees for yeah. who they are? Because there's nothing you can do about knees, is there? <laughs> <laughs> in fact it's quite symbolic <laughs> oh, I'm, getting, I'm getting our list up now <laughs> yeah, because i've got up, no idea up. what we're supposed to be talking about exactly okay. let's move on to our letters move on to our letters because because mm-hmm. oh, okay right so in in the last podcast i was going to talk about a letter to which i had which was a bit of a, a question so let me do that first because i <laughs> yeah, never got around to it in the last one um, so, so to move on from from knees and from knee knees. gate, um, we're going to go to a question that we had emailed in from Alison, um, who lives in Jersey. So we, you know, we already hate her um, because <laughs> <laughs> it's lovely and warm. Um, so she says, "No, we don't hate her. She's lovely. No, we love she her, says, but we're we jealous. Do. We do love her because she. Well, we love her because she's read into us, but we also love her because she says, I." Think think I'm a very similar running runner sorry to Holly um and she did a half this weekend yes it is nice she did mm-hmm. a half this weekend she said um I was late to trying hydration fueling so had mini cheddars glucosaid and jelly babies but it's yeah. post-race when I feel dreadful headaches feel sick can't eat even though I rehydrate and try food any suggestions she says is it a result of bad fueling uh, during the half, uh, this is the first one where I didn't almost vomit on finishing, but seemed worse afterwards. Oh, see, I would vomit on finisher, and then I kind of, and then I start to get better. But yeah, uh, similarly, I, I probably would, I, I would chuck a couple of jelly babies down my gullet. I probably would, wouldn't go mini cheddars. Mm. And I, I also have been known to drink a Lucasade halfway round. Yeah. So right, tell, tell me and Alison. Right. Well, I think Alison? there's. It was Alison. It, it was Alison. It mm. is Alison. Tell us both why we're <laughs> awful. <laughs> well, <laughs> God, for, right. For, for a start, for a half marathon, you don't need that much. You don't. You don't need to have loads and loads and loads of of fuel. And mm-hmm. um, uh, I think I think the first rule of thumb is <laughs> practice with it first, which she didn't do. Yeah. So she knows she knows where she got where she went wrong there slightly. So whatever it is that you're eating or whatever you're using to fuel yourself, practice first. Um because as I've known, there are certain brands of like gels, for instance, that do make me feel really sick. And um actually I was speaking to Rachel, who works in the magazine, and she got in touch before she did the Brighton uh marathon. And she was using a brand of gels which I knew, and she said, I've been using these and I feel really sick the day after. 
Uh, um, and I said, well, I don't use those ones because they've made me feel a bit unpleasant. So I use these ones. And so she switched and everything's fine. So again, it's tri- okay. trial and error, trial and error. And that's just fuels. But the thing about uh, fuels, that's gels. The thing about gels is that gels are giving you carbohydrate. They're basically, they're sugar. So they're, they're kind of like thick squash. So giving mm-hmm. you the energy that you need. But also lots of them have got electrolytes in it. So basically you're replacing that that you're getting more energy, but you're also replacing lost salt or sodium. Um, So that's really quite important. See, I Um, would think mini cheddars, but no, because they're not, they're not, they're not. Well, I I would probably have had mini, I would have mini cheddars, but probably on completion because I do like mini cheddar. Because they are salty and you've got your carbs in there. So that'd be great. Um, But in a race, because she's had mini cheddars, Lucasaid and Jelly Babies. I mean, it's like she's she's got ultra food there, not half marathon food there. Uh, you know, I do, I put um, electrolytes in my water, but I don't run with a kind of electrolyte drink. It's the same sort of thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's essentially squash with a bit of salt in. Um, but again, practice, because all these things can basically give you the runs if if you haven't practiced with them. Um, and this, and jelly baby is not necessarily the sugar that your body, because that is just pure sugar. Maybe you would do better to try something with a bit more kind of technical mm. stuff in it. Or jelly because babies I, could be the the one, I guess. Yeah, you need to you need to see what works, don't it you? It could be. But I, I mm. think with a half, I mean, it depends how long your half is taking you. But you really don't need to be eating that much food. And there is there is a chance that maybe she overate or overdrank. Um, and I I, I like to take. Um, hydration packs with me when I'm running anything over 10k really mm. um, and it means that instead of waiting for a water station to come up or a LucasAid station to come up it means I could just sip very slowly as I'm running so I can just have like you know yeah a couple of sips every couple of miles mm. so you don't overload yourself with liquid and make you feel make yourself feel unpleasant okay that's so really interesting little often. you're very wise so <laughs> I, I was just watching you there going god she's so wise but, I am um so the I wouldn't have thought about it like this but potential to actually stop yourself from being able to refuel properly because obviously Alison's saying that she felt Ill, too ill to eat afterwards mm. and I imagine that's actually probably quite damaging mm. so little and as often as you need but keep it little during the actual race or long run of kind of gels or electrolyte water or maybe jelly babies if they work for you but having tested these things and then saving any of the kind of salty carby stuff for afterwards to refuel is that does that sound more like it yeah ish um i think the kind of no 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 not at all i think i think you're absolutely right it is yeah the the big kind of chunky carbs like like um mini cheddars yeah as as post race fuel i think that's spot on it's like a bag okay. of chips isn't it i think that's great um i think during a race it might not be like, no. not, not during a half marathon i don't think that's necessarily ideal you you need sugar really so what you're kind of going for is is the kind of that that energy gel kind of you know jelly baby's fine um but i think the key point is to use what works for you mm. and clearly though that kind of that menu did not work for Alison. Yeah. So okay. she needs to try on another, like an hour plus run, try something a bit different and maybe a bit more, be a bit more strategic rather than wanging in food when you see it. Think to yourself, right, I've done three miles, so I'll give myself two jelly babies. I've done another three miles, so I'll have 
you know, something. So be a bit more kind of, it also helps get the race over and done with if you do that sort of regimented thing, which is what I do. So anyway, that was, that's what I would suggest. Nice. That's really really interesting. Practice, practice. practice. Well, I think I need to kind of heed that a little bit as well. I think Alison's got me pegged quite well, to be fair. I think we are quite similar and I have definitely, well, when I did the, um, it was it the Vitality 10K? What did we do? That was a virtual 10K last year. Yeah. Yeah, that was yeah, it. I think it was. I think it was Vitality yeah. that we did virtually last year. And I completely just messed myself up because I hadn't eaten anything beforehand at all. Um, and then I panicked halfway round that I was finding it a little bit more difficult than I was anticipating finding it when I hit the 5K mark. Yeah. So and I was like, oh, my gosh, how have I got another 5K to, to go? I already feel dreadful. So I ducked into a shop, ate honestly about half a huge bag of jelly tots um <laughs> and drunk a lucas aid and then had an even worse second half oh, where no. i felt rubbish i felt really sick yeah. so i think uh, to be fair i fall down that that rabbit hole sometimes where it's like if you've not tried gels but you're feeling knackered you mm. think like I need some sugar somehow and maybe there is like a kind of sort of biological thing that's making you go where can I get some sugar from but I think Esther's right that a it needs to be something that you've tried and tested I've never downed a bag of jelly tots halfway through and I decided that that was appropriate during a race um and also it needs to be just 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 thought through doesn't it I think fuel yeah. properly beforehand, fuel properly afterwards, and then anything under a kind of marathon distance, you shouldn't need to have too much yeah. in terms of nutrition during not huge, it. Not huge. Mm. I think when I'm doing a half marathon, I have either two or three gels. So that's about 90 grams of carbohydrate yeah. tops, okay. I think. So yeah, you don't, you don't need... And, and and I know that's more than a lot of other people would take. Take lots of people would would um, only take one gel in a half, mm. um, or not even that potentially. Um, you know, with a big enough breakfast. Yeah, um, and that's, that's yeah, thing, that's that's it? based on me having toast and peanut butter beforehand, and something afterwards, sort of proteiny. Um, yeah, but it's oh God. I think food and running is is such a tricky balance. It's really really hard. It is tricky. It's so I think personal. We need to, it is exactly. I think we need to get. Um, Mm-hmm. Kate Percy or yeah. one of our one of our nutritionist pals back yeah. on. Maybe that's a potential thing if people want to if if there's enough interest, if people would like to write in and ask more questions like Alison's. Yeah. If you've got specific nutrition questions, then we could I haven't asked Esther about this at all, I'm just saying it live. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Hall, what are you doing? Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it, I think it because it is so personal because what yeah. can make for instance, Rachel feels sick the day after she's taken it can make me feel fine. Yeah. Um, I'm very kind of gel based at the moment. Um, but other people would prefer to have a sandwich or some jelly tots or whatever. Mm. But basically what, what, it, what it boils down to is if it, if it helps you run further and doesn't make you have the shits, then that's what works Job for you. Done. So yeah, stick with that. It's kind of yeah. simple as that, basically. Those are the two aims, I suppose, aren't they? Because I the think I also fall into the like, and please correct me if I'm wrong and if it shouldn't be like this, but sometimes I forget that running is hard and tiring and mm. that I think maybe there'll be a magic cure 
if I drink a Lucasaid or something that I am going to suddenly be like, I'm going to have, I'm going to give myself that energy boost. I think for very short distances, maybe that might work. I don't know. But certainly for the distances I've tried to do it before, you can't really run five miles on not having had any breakfast. No. And suddenly deciding that you fancy, that you think maybe a a, a packet of jelly tots is going to do the job. Not in my... Yeah, in my in my historic. Yeah, and actually, that's another thing. Not saying that Alison did that. Like she, she may well have 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 planned that that um little menu herself. But but actually, what you're what you've mentioned there, I know I've sort of touched on it before, but that's really important to know as well. Which is that anything with that amount of sugar in it, and and Lucasaid and energy gels and jelly babies are all obviously incredibly high in sugar. They yeah. come with a high, but they also come with a massive crash. Yeah. And the reason why you use gels and the reason why you're strategic about them is because after about half an hour, and this might be wrong, but this is what I was told once, after about half an hour of taking a gel, you are beginning to crash down again. So you have to be strategic about taking them because as soon as you've taken one, you then have to take more unless your race finishes after, like if you're doing a six mile race, you take one at three miles and that's fine. Yeah. But if you take one at three miles uh, for a half marathon, then don't take another one. The, the The next part of your run is going to be even worse than the first part mm. because you will also be suffering the crash. So you need to, you need to pep yourself up with whatever sugar thing that you're taking mm. and then you need to keep that topped up. Otherwise it's all going to go very, very pear shaped. God, it's a so, lot of science, isn't it? It is that I've just heard by hearsay from someone at the NRS about four years ago. But anyway, oh, it's, but it's true. really you're coming across very, very well. Am I? Oh, thanks. <laughs> you're so clever. <laughs> you're so clever. I wish so I paid more attention oh. in biology GCSE because I don't think they talked about energy gels in biology I GCSE. Think they probably we did. just had to saw an eyeball in half. I just, oh my that's... god, that's way better. I was going to say we should talk yeah. about chlorophyll. Oh, did, oh yeah, we did have that. No, we had yeah, an eyeball, film. but I think I remember it being half frozen. So there was, it was. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> it was a big one, you know, like a bullseye. It wasn't like a, wasn't like a human oh, eye. That we did, we did disgusting. do something with a rat. Oh yeah, we had a rat. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm vegetarian now and have been for seven or eight years or something. I don't know. Well, ever what, since that, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I think I found it quite interesting. I think a few people fainted. Yeah, I've always fainting. loved, n- not really where my vegetarianism is. It's because I'm a huge empath and I'm sure lots of people have got massive, can find huge flaws in my arguments. Um, but um, yeah, in terms of like gruesomeness, I yeah. love it. I'd actually, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of, I'm playing <laughs> up being, I know why <laughs> I'm playing up sort of being a bit sick, but I'm actually very, very jealous. I would have really liked to have seen the inside an eyeball. Yeah. Um, pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I love if watching Grey's Anatomy and stuff and watching what happens if you get stuck in a thing of cement overnight. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> anyway moving swiftly on um, yeah, actually, sorry, sorry. I was good well th- there was a bit of a segue because we were talking about the fact that what one thing that could be good for someone might give someone else the shits and mm. actually that was going to move swiftly on to our embarrassing moments <gasps> which we've not spoken about yet so no, I was just going to um lay myself slightly bare at this point in time because we have asked you guys to let us know what your embarrassing moments are 
We haven't had many in. I think you guys are keeping it all to yourselves. So I want to I hear more. I know we've had loads more running annoyances, and we people do are more love annoyed them, than. But we yeah. we we want to hear the. Maybe it's maybe we're. Yeah. Um, but was it, it's, it's, I don't know if there are more running embarrassing story. I think what I, what I think is that there's just because I think that running embarrassments fall into. Mind you, we were proved wrong last time, but I thought they were going to fall into bodily fluids and evacuations and actually last time it was a wardrobe malfunction but so my own thing my own thing that I remember doing uh, more than once it happened I think it happened three times to me and um and because of it happening I think something has adjusted biologically within Mm -hmm. so and this is I I get it's it's only embarrassing to me it's not embarrassing I don't think anyone witnessed well actually I'm sure that loads of people witnessed this um but basically it would be I had a I had a circuit outside a, a running circuit which I would do very often probably about 3 or 4 miles um and in the mile before home it was always the mile before home I know precisely where it was and even now because I still run occasionally that bit and as I pass that corner I think oh yeah shit corner <sighs> oh um, shit corner shit corner oh. and look okay I I did not poo myself I promise mm-hmm. I did not poo myself but I almost did and and therein lies the awful so like you do you know that feeling of like you're you're having a run and you're thinking oh oh that doesn't that feels like i need to go to the loo yeah okay. and so then you think well hopefully it'll be all right because there's only a mile to go so i should be all right right mm-hmm. and then you get to a stage and of, usually you get to stage where you kind of almost if you pardon the expression suck it suck back, it back up, up. yeah <laughs> sometimes that can happen sometimes i've found now that when i go to boot camp and i have that feeling that that happens but okay. we're running it doesn't i think the constant pounding pressure yeah pounding um, bowels. and what i remember from these because i basically had three walks of shame where i couldn't even run i was so so desperate and i knew i was going to poo myself um and i had to stop at that corner and then i would hobble for about 10 yards and then i have to stand still and go and then walk again as if i had some kind of rod up my backside i didn't all the way home all the way home and so the walk home would take 20 minutes 25 minutes before i was able to go home and just massively explode it was just it was the most awful sweaty terrifying feeling Mm. and it was on an a road so the all the cars going past I mean, all they would see is someone in running clothes, like walking a bit funny. But to me, I thought it would be really obvious, you know, that I'm this kind of pooey walker, essentially. Oh, no, I would never have looked at you and thought you were a, 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 a shitty walker. But, <laughs> but I, think, I think that sounds so, so cruel. Did you, did you not think about popping into a pub? There's no pub. There's no there's, pub. There's, there's no there nothing. Yeah. And you're talking about... It would have been like, an alfresco poo if you were, were It would gonna... have been alfresco. It was about seven o'clock in the morning. Oh uh, God. Every single time because it's always before work. Yeah, and, you're and it, you're stuck, it, aren't you? There, yeah, you really are. Yeah, and it's in the slightly in the badlands area of Bath as well. You really don't want to be seen having an alfresco poo. At no, any point. you you want want to do that in the good lands of you know you don't want to be no, outside that's the abbey. True, do you? I suppose you, maybe you don't want to be 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 too vulnerable. No, <laughs> no, there is no there is no no state more vulnerable really. There, I don't there. think there is. I it's don't that, think there is. No, no, no. Oh, oh! I know. That was quite I know. A, that was quite a funny one. 
I'm yeah. But, but sorry, I also, if anyone else I also has... feel quite sorry for you having to Thank... hobble home. Oh my god, I just remember the pain of it, the absolute pain of it. But also, what I was going to say was that I, this doesn't happen to me anymore, and mm. um, it doesn't happen. So this was a regular occurrence, and, and yeah. shit corner was a shit corner know. was a regular place, mm. and and it was a regular. You stump were regular. I, w- I was regular, <laughs> but now I am regular. When I oh, I have a Pavlovian a response, mm-hmm. I have a, yeah, absolutely. I have this Pavlovian response to putting my trainers on. It's really bizarre, <laughs> particularly early morning. So yeah, yeah, always. I, I don't that's, think I need to go that's to detail a, a good way to train yourself. Definitely a good way to yeah. train yourself. I think I I have it with. I've never had it with a poo. Oh. I've never had it with a poo, but then I'm so poo shy. <laughs> oh my God. I don't think I have ever done a poo at work. Oh, I've never done a poo at work. Okay. No. You've never done a poo at work. Maybe no. that's normal then. Okay. No. Maybe, maybe I'm not special for. No, for... I used to work in an office on the London road, which means no, on Walcott street. Again, this means nothing to people that don't live in Walcott. I used mm-hmm. to live, I used to work on this office on Walcott street where I would, God, I hope no one's listening who works there, where I would, um, <laughs> feign phone calls from my kids school so that I could walk down the road and poo in Waitrose (laughs) I've definitely done that before uh, as well not 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 quite that same scheming (laughs) scheming. but I've told Doug before about the fact that like you know I really needed to poo at work and so yeah I had to I had to go go to Morrison's yeah and he will not he does not understand that somehow <laughs> it's less embarrassing to shit in Morrison's where nobody knows who you are and you can come out and nobody will you know even if you have slightly awkward eye contact with someone at the hand dryers no yeah. one really knows no that's fine that's fine but at work, doing at work <gasps> where you might no. bump into somebody that you you know no you've got a meeting with in a minute just no after. awful no awful no, Absolutely I refuse not. to be that vulnerable no. at work that yeah. I would allow my bowels to be relaxed enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I want stories like that. I want poo stories. Yes, I please. want period stories, wee stories, all the stories about yeah. stuff coming out of you. I said that I would tell one this week, but I realised as you were telling yours, I was like, shit, I've, I've not brought my story with me. So I'll tell mine next week. <laughs> yeah, but like hopefully Esther's has sparked something in you all. And please tell us about more times so we had to hobble home from your own personal shit corner. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This episode was recorded over Zencaster. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. For just £2 a month, you can become one of our first supporters on Patreon. For the price of a coffee, you'll have our undying adoration and a couple of exclusive perks too. Go to patreon.com forward slash women's running and join our gang. Happy running. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.